Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 118 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week one and dish out my ballers and stallers. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week one is in the books, an exciting first week of NFL action, kicking off the 100th year of NFL play. Everything was crazy this weekend. A lot of big performances, a lot of terrible performances, some big injuries, and a lot of things shaken up in the fantasy community, of course. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to break down each game very quickly, just go through a score recap, mention a few highlights per game, and then on the second half of the episode, I'm going to get through my ballers and stallers. Ballers are players that balled out, and stallers are folks that we thought were going to and just didn't get up to par. So let's kick it off. I already recapped the Packers and Bears game on our previous episode, so we'll get to that. Uh, we'll just skip right ahead, excuse me, to uh, Philadelphia. We'll start with the Eagles and the Redskins. The Eagles get a nice win opening day at home, 32-27 over the Redskins. Deshaun Jackson has his 31st career touchdown of over 50 yards. He's the second most in NFL history. He had two 50-plus-yard touchdowns today. Carson Wentz looked great. Miles Sanders looks looks good in minimal action. Alshon Jeffrey had two touchdowns as well. Zach Ertz, not so much. Uh, Dallas Goddard and the rest didn't do much either, but it was all uh, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson deep and Alshon Jeffrey around the goal line as well there. For the Redskins, Case Keenum actually looked pretty good. Um, Terry McLaurin, the rookie, got a touchdown. Uh, Vernon Davis had one of the better plays I've ever seen. Um just kind of an out route, but he ended up uh, hurtling almost two players, uh, keeping his feet down the sideline and scored a nice long touchdown. Good to see him still rolling. And uh, Trey Quinn also got a touchdown there for the Redskins. But Redskins looking okay. Darius Geis unfortunately hurt his other knee that he is coming back from. So he is going to probably miss a couple of weeks here. Uh, Adrian Peterson, who was inactive last weekend, um, should be getting the start here in week Two, so keep an eye on that Redskins backfield. I feel bad for Darius Geis, but unfortunately that is kind of nature of the beast when you're coming off of an injury. Sometimes you overcompensate during your um, training to come back and uh, unfortunately not looking good for Darius Geis. So make sure you pivot there if um, he is you know, maybe your RB2 or so when you drafted him up that high. Let's move into New York where the Jets – should have beaten the Bills. They were up uh, 16-0 in this game, and from then on, it was all Bills. Bills score 17 unanswered points. The 16-point comeback is the Bills' largest since 2011. They end up beating the Jets on the road 17-16. Josh Allen looked pretty good. It's still terribly inaccurate for the most part, but he did have a couple of deep bombs. One to John Brown looked real nice. 
Shady McCoy, um, of course, is now in Kansas City, so that left some room for Devin Singletary, who looked good in minimal action, um, but he is clearly the best running back in that backfield, so it shouldn't take long to let him separate there. And for the Jets, Sam Darnold looked okay. Um, Le'Veon Bell got his first touchdown as a Jet. Uh, Jamison Crowder, 17 targets. That's going to be something uh, to monitor here for fantasy. If he's on your waivers, I would definitely go grab him. The slot position is always useful in Adam Gase's offense. I don't expect 17 targets per week, but definitely keep an eye on that, though. So the Jets fall short to the Bills here. Um, And like I said, I mean, it doesn't look like the Patriots are slowing down anytime soon at all. But if they somehow stumble or they have a big injury there, um, I expect the Bills to actually make a run here. So uh, Bills get a big road win in the division right off the bat there, 17-16 over the Jets. Let's move on to Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings take care of business at home, 28-12 over the Falcons. This was really a blowout from the beginning. Um, It it really wasn't even this close. Uh, A couple weird notes here. The Falcons honestly just got their ass kicked the entire game and kind of turned it on in garbage time, and Matt Ryan accidentally throws you know two late touchdowns and – um, you know, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones get touchdowns, but not really much otherwise. And if it wasn't for garbage time, he really had a pretty terrible game, to be honest. On the other side of the ball, uh, the Vikings looked real good. Um, Dalvin Cook had two nice touchdowns. He looks healthy, fresh. He is such a baller. I'm really glad that he looks good this year. Stoked on that. And uh, Adam Thielen got a touchdown. Um, and Kirk Cousins had an 80% completion percentage, which sounds really cool, but it was only 8 of 10. He only had 8 completions on on 10 attempts. So uh, I assume the Vikings will be passing a little more than this, but I think this is definitely what I was talking about preseason, that uh, they are certainly going to be focused on the run here in Minnesota. So it's probably too late to go get Dalvin Cook now, but if you drafted him, you're definitely fired up there. So Vikings defense looks good at home. They got the Packers uh, on the road. They're going to be in Lambeau this year, so we'll see if Rodgers and them can bounce back. But um, Vikings are looking good to start off. They're definitely uh, looking like a full full team here, and as soon as Stephon Diggs uh, gets healthy, they are, they're going to be uh, something to mess with for sure. So the Vikings um, take care of the Falcons 28-12. Moving into Miami. Wow, this was um, a drubbing right off the bat. The Ravens, absolutely clean house. The Ravens score 59 points, the most in team history. They beat up on the Dolphins real bad. Dolphins scored 10 uh, on accident, but the Ravens really turned it on on the road in Miami. The tanking is in full effect for the Miami Dolphins, uh, leading so much so that multiple unnamed for now dolphins have actually already requested trades to get the hell out of there because they know that this season's an absolute fucking shit show and the organization is basically calling it a sh- calling it you know uh, a loss already so the players with pride are trying to get the hell out of Miami already which is just absolutely horrendous that a professional franchise is uh, actually doing this right now but it's quite evident in week 1 for the ravens lamar jackson five touchdowns passing um, not much on the ground, uh, but he did have five touchdowns. Hollywood Brown looks great. Um, the rookie, excellent, excellent speed. Mark Andrews got one. 
So the Ravens are looking good uh, all around. Mark Ingram had a big day as well, two touchdowns for him in his first game with Baltimore. So Ravens are looking really, really good. They're kind of my dark horse uh, for the Super Bowl. I picked the Chiefs and the Saints for the Super Bowl technically, but um, I said that the uh, Ravens would, um, you know, represent the AFC uh, or be with the Chiefs in the AFC for the um conference championship but it was kind of one of my uh bull prediction crazy call segment that the uh, ravens would actually represent the afc in the super bowl so huge win for the ravens um the dolphins are absolutely terrible they got tom brady uh so they'll probably give up another 60 points but um the dolphins are absolutely pitiful if you have any of them get rid of them immediately let's move on to jacksonville jacksonville gets beat up by mahomes and the chiefs who pick up where they left off last year Immediate note, Tyreek Hill suffered a uh, kind of a collarbone uh, issue. Um, he is set to miss a handful of weeks, maybe a couple of months. I haven't gotten a full report by the time I'm doing this episode, um, but I will uh, you know, update once I have that. But Tyreek Hill gets hurt early, um, and Sammy Watkins absolutely takes over. Uh, he had 198 yards, three touchdowns receiving. Uh, he looks really, really good. The thing about Sammy Watkins is we've all known that he's got the talent. It's just a matter of him being healthy. He finally looks healthy. Finally, he's getting the number one uh, wide receiver um, role with a real quarterback for the first time in his career. So Sammy Watkins is an absolute beast. I drafted him in one of my five leagues. I was I should have got him in more, obviously, now, but um, it was just kind of risky. But now that Tyreek Hill's hurt and Sammy's uh, – healthy. This is kind of what we were all anticipating. So he looks really, really good. Damian Williams uh, gets a touchdown there. Mahomes looks great against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is still kind of just beat up. Um, Nick Foles goes on the IR. He's going to be out until at least week 11. So the Jags are um, in trouble early already. Their defense, I didn't expect them to do much against the Chiefs, but at home, uh, you know, giving up 40, that's pretty rough. Um, Pretty modest day for Fournette. Uh, D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Shark had nice uh, touchdowns there for the Jags, but I don't expect much in this offense here. Uh, and they seem to still kind of have some immaturity going on within the organization and a lot of infighting and all this other garbage. So, unfortunately, the Jags are kind of picking up where they left off last year. I thought they were going to be a little better off, but so far, not so much. A big day for the Chiefs once again on the road, 40-26 over the Jags. Heading into Cleveland, another huge surprise. Um, this one, I think, was a big upset for everybody outside of Tennessee. Tennessee Titans absolutely whooped up on the Browns. The Browns were at home. They came out hot, scored on their first drive, looked great, and then it was all Titans after that. 43-13, to 13, the Titans take care of business in Cleveland. The Browns have not won week one of a season since 2004. <laughs> the Browns have not won a week one game since 2004. Baker Mayfield had a nice first couple of drives. He had a wrist injury. Uh, X-rays come back negative, so that's good moving forward. Um, but there's also some question that maybe he potentially got a concussion as well. Uh, he didn't come out for a concussion or anything, but um, just kind of the way that he played in the second half was absolutely piss poor. Uh, he's a very accurate quarterback. He's a very smart quarterback, makes great decisions, very rarely kind of throws off base. And he threw three um, interceptions on consecutive drives, which is just very, very uncharacteristic uh, of Baker. 
So um, just, you know, something to monitor there. I wouldn't be surprised if actually he, he sits next week if he did have a concussion potentially, but it's just he will be much better than that. Um, I know uh, Lucas is actually uh, looking forward to bashing the Browns here on our next episode, which I don't blame him. I mean, I'm, I've been very, very high on the Browns and definitely riding the ship, uh, but this was quite piss poor. Um Nick Chubb couldn't really get going. Actually, uh, Hilliard, his backup, get, ends up getting the touchdown. Odell, um, not much, but you know, promising when when Baker was was in rhythm, it looked okay. David Njoku gets a touchdown, which is nice. Um, for the Titans, damn, Marcus Mariota actually looked pretty good. Um, AJ Brown, uh, rookie, uh, does well over 100 yards. And uh, Delaney Walker comes back, two touchdowns for him. I thought he would be a little more old and slow. Uh, and limited, and he just frankly was not. He looked really great in this game. Um, he was pretty hot in the uh, press conference as well after the game. So Delaney Walker's back. Marcus Mariota is much better with Delaney in the in the uh, lineup. So Titans, man, look out. Their defense is real. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, that, that their defense is very underrated. But um, I just didn't believe in this offense. Uh, the offense turned it on. Derrick Henry uh, caught a nice screen, turned on the Jets down the sideline, a huge play here um, for him in a touchdown, and he also uh, banged one in as well. So Titans are looking really good right off the bat here. They get a huge win on the road to start the season, 43-13 over the super-hyped Browns. Heading into Carolina. Carolina had a chance to beat the Rams. They lose at home. Uh, 30 27 the Rams beat the Panthers Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns in this game so Todd Gurley kind of played a limited role to start the game I think a lot of people were panicking um, but he ends up he ends up getting nearly 90 yards in the fourth quarter so Todd Gurley is still Todd Gurley it looks like when they're when they play him but he's going to have a limited role here so I would expect to temper Todd's overall yardage and touchdowns and opportunities but his efficiency is still insane. Um, so he's going to be just fine. This Rams offense looks good. Um, you know, the the receivers are all fine. Um, you know, they got the tight ends involved as well. Uh, so the Rams are going to be just fine. But Malcolm Brown had a big day, uh, two touchdowns, but he looked really good as well. And it looks like there there really is a, a committee, for now at least, to uh, to save Todd Gurley. So I would not expect a hundred yards and two or three touchdowns a game like he had last year. So just temper that. Um, for the Panthers, Cam Newton, not much. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute animal. He is excellent, uh, but everybody else, you know, rough. Um, DJ Moore had two costly fumbles. Uh, again, the Panthers should have won this game um, at home. It would have been a huge statement to the league, but they came up short. Rams pulled it away at the end. Uh, Rams had a big, big day on defense. Um, so Rams get the win on the road, 30-27. Seahawks, 21 bungles, almost the Bengals, 20. Seahawks get a one-point win. Andy Dalton passes for a career-high 418 yards without A.J. Green. So this was a huge day for John Ross, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Eifert uh, was third on the team in targets in this one. Joe Mixon actually left with an ankle injury. He's day-to-day right now. Uh, so fire up Gio Bernard if you've got him. And for the Seahawks, business as usual. Run, run, run. Play action bomb to Tyler Lockett for a touchdown. Works every time. That's exactly what they did. Tyler Lockett uh, had minimal usage, but he did catch a bomb. So he was able to uh, do his business for your team. And um, Chris Carson is the real deal, man. He he caught a, he, uh, caught a 
touchdown and he ran in for another touchdown. Russell Wilson wasn't used very much, but um, he was uh, as good as ever. So Seahawks take care of business at home. I'm not surprised. I actually thought the uh, they'd beat up on the Bengals a little bit more than they did. I was really impressed with the Bengals, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, especially without A.J. Green and, and uh, Joe Mixon Limited. So, you know, shouts to the Bengals. They did lose this game, but they only lost by one in Seattle, um, pretty much cross-country trip. So the Bengals actually played pretty well. I'd be, uh, I'm interested to see what they can do here in the Zach Taylor offense. If Andy Dalton all of a sudden is throwing 400 yards on the Seahawks at home, that's pretty impressive. So Bengals come up short, but the Seahawks get the win 21-20. Let's head into Los Angeles where the Chargers beat the Colts 30-24. to Of course, I had mentioned um, previously when we were uh, previewing these games that, uh, you know, a month ago we had Melvin Gordon and we had Andrew Luck getting ready for opening day. This probably, you know, this might've been a Sunday night game, uh, with that kind of lineup, but, um, it just isn't obviously Andrew Luck retired and Melvin Gordon is, uh, just not playing anytime soon, at least for the chargers. So Austin Eckler steps in for Melvin Gordon. Game-winning seven-yard touchdown in overtime, and the Chargers get the win, but Eckler had a huge um, screen pass for a touchdown. He had a huge game in general, so Austin Eckler's the real deal there. Not much for Justin Jackson, but they looked really good. Keenan Allen absolutely beasted out. Um, I know I'm going to get some Keen- some Mike Williams, Keenan Allen hate. I'm, I'm waiting on it. Um, and look, I'm, I said as soon as Melvin Gordon <laughs> – was for real sitting out. I'm not denying how useful and and beastly Keenan Allen is going to be on workload um, and, you know, efficiency over the middle. I was a little uh, surprised that Hunter Henry didn't do as much as I thought he was going to in this game. Mike Williams actually came up uh, with a knee injury. Um, I'm not 100% sure what his status is right now, but he's not really looking good, um, at least anytime soon. But uh, Keenan Allen's a beast. I wasn't taking that away from him. I just thought... You know, with a full-fledged offense, Mike Williams will take that step. Now it's week one, so we're not going to panic here on anything. I'm not going to get overhyped either. Um, I still believe in what I said, and I'm going to stick by it. But this particular game, Keenan Allen beasted out. Mike Williams got hurt and um, did not. Uh, so the Chargers are in full swing right now, even without Melvin Gordon. Um, Eckler, like I said, uh, gets into a 55-yard touchdown um, and another one to uh, – to win it in overtime for the Colts. Jacoby Brissett actually had a pretty nice game. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a nice game. Um, Eric Ebron, not much going on. Marlon Mack beasted out as well. So I like this Colts offense in general. It's definitely not, um, you know, Andrew Luck led. However, they still have a lot of talent on the offensive ball, uh, offensive side of the ball with all their receivers, their tight ends and um, Marlon Mack and their offensive line is, is pretty beastly. So um, their defense obviously um, could use some help, but it's not, I think it's a little underrated as well. It's not quite the Titans or anything, but I think it's underrated. Uh, the chargers at home putting up 30, I don't think is a, is a surprise, um, but I, I see better days for the Colts at home um, playing, you know, not as uh um supreme offensive talents such as the chargers so i like the colts moving forward but they do come up short here uh they fall short 24 30 as the chargers get the win at home let's go down to tampa florida where the buccaneers hosted the 49ers and the 49ers laid some can damn niners defense three interceptions two total touchdowns in 2018 they had three in this game two for tutties uh, Uncle Sherm got one. 
Um, Niners played really well, except for Jimmy G. Of course, I'll just I'll just wait for him to fade off into the sunset before I get super fucking crazy because I don't want to piss everybody off. Uh, but I'll just wait for that. Tevin Coleman also gets hurt. He's out for a couple of weeks, and uh, you know I don't want to gloat on anybody's injury by any means. So you know I'm not a complete piece of shit, but um, you know I told you so pretty much. And Jerk McKinnon goes down. Tevin Coleman goes down. Matt Breida actually left the game <laughs> as well. He came back, but he finished out the game leading the team in targets. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert should, should get uh, more work now with Tevin Coleman out for a couple of weeks, but Matt Breida is the dude for now moving forward. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh, George Kittle had two touchdowns negated by uh, penalties. That would have helped Jimmy, obviously, but that definitely would have helped Kittle on his day. Um and, uh, you know, not, not a lot going on for the receiving core. Dante Pettis played two snaps. That's a problem. Obviously they have some sort of in-house situation to work out with Dante Pettis. Um, they touted him as, as the guy this year, and then they pulled it back a little bit and then Shanahan challenged him publicly and wanted him to step up. And then he named him the starter and then he barely even plays him. I'm not really sure what's going on there in San Francisco, but they have a lot of, uh, other weapons like you know Richie James uh, had a touchdown and he's not really a name that many people know uh, if you're not a Niner fan but he's a good little player and um, there's a lot of other guys there to feed if uh, Dante Pettis isn't going to step up so I wouldn't cut him or anything just yet but certainly monitor that but the Niners huge day uh, on defense and enough on offense to keep it going on the other side of the ball yikes Jameis Winston rough rough game um, a few, you know, kind of fade away, fade away jumpers that that came up short and got absolutely blocked and picked uh, to the house a couple of times. Uh, Mike Williams was kind of uh, suffering some sort of illness, so he wasn't doing very much. Uh, Godwin did catch a touchdown, but um, didn't do much outside of that. OJ Howard had some really bad drops. Uh, no run game here, uh, although Ronald Jones did show some promise. So. The Bucks have a pretty rough showing. I thought the Niners, uh, even as a Niner fan, I thought the Niners were going to come out all the way across the country and kind of get beat up uh, by the Bucks. But that is just not the case. The Niners came all the way across the country and whooped up <laughs> on the home team in the Buccaneers. So the Niners get a huge win to kick off the season, 31-17. Couple games left here. The Giants travel into Dallas and get smashed. Dallas takes care of business, thirty-five seventeen. Dak Prescott ties his career high with four touchdown passes. He looked amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, Jarwin caught one. Jason Witten got his uh, his token touchdown against the Giants. I, I called that last week. Um, so start Jason Witten against the Titans or the Giants forever. Michael Gallup looked really really good there and. Uh, Amari Cooper as well. And then Zeke rumbled in um, himself, and the uh, defense looked really good there for the Cowboys. So the Cowboys make a statement right off the bat at home, and uh, Zeke really hasn't even shaken off the rust yet. So I expect the Cowboys to be full cylinder here moving forward. They looked really good on both sides of the ball, and Dak is balling right now. Saquon is Saquon, as I pretty much say every single podcast, because there's not really much else to say. He took care of his business. Big day for him. Um. You know, he was able to get enough fantasy points for your team without even scoring a touchdown. But, uh, you know, Evan Ingram got a touchdown. But other than that, I mean, the Giants are just pretty, 
pretty rough. Um, no match for the Cowboys at all on offense or defense. So the Cowboys get a big one in the division, 35-17. This next one actually ended in a tie in Arizona. The Cardinals and the Lions take it all the way down to the wire and end up in a tie. The Lions were controlling this game for pretty much the whole game until late third, fourth quarter, and then Kyler Murray just turned it on. And um, three touchdowns late. Uh, Larry Fitz had a huge game uh, in this. David Johnson caught a nice uh, wheel route pass up the seam there, and uh, eventually they ended up tying it and went to overtime and ended in a tie. Huge note here for the Lions, though. TJ Hawkinson, the rookie tight end, 131 yards receiving and a touchdown in his first career game. So, Daniel, props to you, brother. Definitely called uh, TJ Hawkinson um, and Noah Fant. Gave some big up, too. But TJ Hawkinson... um, you know, for one of his uh, breakout players. And this is, uh, this is definitely a nice game for him kicking it right off here. So big day for him. Um, Marvin Jones didn't do much, but Matt Stafford looked good. Obviously Hawkins Hawkinson looked good. And uh, Kenny Galladay did his also Danny Amendola had a nice long touchdown as well in this one. So Cardinals and the lions end up in a tie. And uh, last year we had a tie opening day as well um, with the Browns and the Steelers. Let's go to Sunday Night Football. It's the Patriots taking care of business against the Steelers. Holy shit. Patriots look amazing. Tom Brady looks like he's about 25, um, still in his prime, uh, throwing deep bombs like nobody's business, hitting everybody all all over the field. He's the first quarterback with 300-plus pass yards in a game at 42 years old. Obviously, he's an absolute beast. Uh, Tom Brady looks amazing. Josh Gordon had a nice long um, catch and touchdown. Um, Philip Dorsett had two touchdowns. Julian Edelman uh, did his thing. James White was all right, but not even that good of a game necessarily. So he'll get going. Rex Burkhead had a really nice game. Uh, don't forget that Rex Burkhead's still around. Um, I thought he was going to get cut, and he didn't. So he still looks really good. Sonny Michelle, pretty modest game for him. Um, but uh, Brady looks absolutely fantastic. And let's not forget, they get fucking Antonio Brown next week in week two. So I think it'll take a couple weeks for AB. I'm going to preview him a little bit further uh, in, in future episodes here this week, uh, previewing week two. But I think uh, AB is going to take a minute to, to get rolling here. But once he does, goodness gracious. For the Steelers, just absolutely got embarrassed here. Um, Juju got hurt with a toe injury. He's you know he's kind of day-to-day. I think he'll be fine. Um, Dante Moncrief got way too many targets. But Big Ben just didn't look good. The defense was getting smashed. And, and the Patriots just out-scheme the uh, Steelers every single time. So there's not really much to say here. They only scored three points. So the Patriots kick off the season on Sunday Night Football, 33-2-3. First of the Monday night games in the Thriller, the Saints edge the uh, Texans 30-28 to on a Will Lutz game-winning 58-yard field goal for his career long. Uh, the Texans really kind of controlled this game. A couple touchdowns for uh, New Hopkins. Great game for uh, Deshaun Watson. Big play to Fuller. Duke Johnson looked good. Carlos Hyde looked good. Just wasn't enough for Saints. Alvin Kamara did his thing. Um, Over 160 total yards. And Latavius Murray had a nice 30-yard touchdown. Michael Thomas uh, did enough. Ted Ginn became a factor late. Traquan Smith got a touchdown. Jared Cook pretty quiet, but he was definitely a a factor there. So the Saints just doing what they do. Drew Brees, absolute beast. When he needs to turn it on, he certainly can. He did. The Saints get a huge win on Monday Night Football to start the season and um, 
They overcome the Texans, who were really kind of dominating the first half of this game. But they get by the Texans 30-28 to in the first Monday night game. And last, the Raiders take care of business at home against the divisional rivals. The Joe Flacco-led Broncos? Ugh, that's got to change immediately. They look fucking terrible. Sorry, Lucas. Um, you know. I, I know you'll agree, uh, but unfortunately, the Broncos just look lost, man. Vic Fangio is a great, great defensive mind, not an offensive mind. They were playing horrible ball until about the fourth quarter when they actually decided to, to uh, target Emmanuel Sanders. Once they did that, he caught a couple nice long bombs and then a backyard fade, uh, back shoulder fade, I should say, uh, for a touchdown. So they finally got on the board there late, but Philip Lindsay pretty much stuffed. Uh, Royce Freeman pretty much stuffed. Noah Fan had a couple nice grabs. Um, Deshaun Hamilton dropped a surefire touchdown to the chest um, early in the game. So can't can't knock Flacco for that one. It was straight up in his numbers, and he dropped it. Uh, Cortland Sutton remains not very good. That defensive line was absolutely shut down by the Oakland Raiders. Um, I'm not even sure I heard them call. Uh, Von Miller's name at all in the game and um, I think I saw Bradley Chubb have one deflected pass and that was about it so straight up shout out to the Raiders offensive line for really shutting down that pass rush for the Raiders offense Josh Jacobs rookie out of Alabama 113 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns in his NFL debut great kid to root for super stoked for him he looked really good Derek Carr looked really good as well Um, he had a he had a, a a uh, touchdown and a uh, and no picks, but he had a really nice um, couple of deep balls. Uh, Tyrell Williams looks excellent. I'm really excited for him to get a to get that number one role. I think he's really going to thrive there, and he's kind of the opposite um, <laughs> mentality uh, as Antonio Brown. So um, Antonio or uh, Tyrell Williams, um, nice game there. Hunter Renfro had a couple good catches, and uh, keep an eye on on a. Darren Waller, he is a nice pickup at the tight end position. Um, he's free in most leagues on the waiver wire. You can go scoop him up, but as a tight end who's been effective, he's not going to last very long. So go pick up Darren Waller. Straight up, the Raiders look good, man. The Raiders look good. I like to knock them as often as I can, but not tonight. The, uh, the Raiders look really good, and uh, they took care of it. They end up week one with a W, 24-16 over the AFC West rivals, Denver Broncos. It was the last Monday night game ever in the Oakland Coliseum before they head down to Vegas. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find more of us outside of the podcast, please like us and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod, on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at TCKpod at gmail.com. Of course, please give us a rate and review on the podcast you're listening to. We appreciate your feedback. And make sure to follow our website, our new website, dropped last week tckpod.com tckpod.com you can find our rankings waiver stashes articles and more check it out new website tckpod.com no www and check out what we got going there lucas and paul working super hard behind the scenes there should check out the website and before we get into my ballers and stallers here's a quick word from our sponsor anchor stay tuned
Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, let's start with my ballers here, and we're going to go with the quarterback position first. The ballers are basically players who outperform their expectations. Stallers are players who underperform their expectations. So ballers might be players that you had on the bench uh, that played pretty well over the weekend. You want to stash and make sure you keep an eye on them. Maybe pick them up on the waiver wire if they're coming out of nowhere, uh, or maybe you know replace um, a better draft pick originally uh, with this guy. And then stallers are kind of the opposite, right? So these are guys that you probably started and uh, underperformed significantly there. So you know, don't panic too much. It's just week one, but at the same time, make sure you're monitoring what is going on here. So let's go with the stallers at the quarterback position real quick. These are players who had over uh, 20 points in uh, standard PPR. And, of course, at the top of the heap, Lamar Jackson, huge game, 324 and five touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 405 and four touchdowns. Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns. He also ran another one in as well. Um, Looked like he had a little bit of a rib injury there at the end, but I think he will be just fine moving forward. Matthew Stafford uh, bounced back after a couple – disappointing uh, seasons here. He played with uh, basically a fractured back last year, but he came in just under 30 fantasy points, 385 and three touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, uh, business as usual, 378 and three touchdowns, although he did lose Tyreek Hill, so keep an eye on that. Case Keenum coming out of the woods, 380 and three touchdowns. Tom Brady flashing it back, 341 and three. Carson Wentz, 313 and three. Marcus Mariota had a nice game here. Three touchdowns for him as well, just under 250 yards. Phillip Rivers, 333 and three touchdowns. And Kyler Murray turned it on late, 308 and two touchdowns. That basically all came in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees getting it done on Monday Night Football, 370 and two. And Andy Dalton, 418 in his first game under Zach Taylor without A.J. Green and two touchdowns. So those quarterbacks... Most of them, um, you know, were business as usual, but some guys such as Matt Stafford, Case Keenum for sure, even Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, um, and Andy Dalton overperformed their expectations there. And then let's go down here to the uh, to the junkyard. These are players, quarterbacks that had 10 or fewer fantasy points 
Um, and these are our stallers at the quarterback position. We'll start with Jimmy G, my man, just 166 and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Fitzmagic, you probably weren't starting him, but if you got excited in a two-quarterback league or so, 185, a touchdown and a pick. He ended up getting benched. Big Ben, no touchdowns on the day, 276. Jared Goff, 186 and 1 is what I was mentioning in the preseason. A little bit nervous about Jared Goff and just game script and stuff, seeing what he can do. But Cooper Cup's still coming back. Todd Gurley's not 100% uh, game flow at least. So, uh, you know, I'll pump the brakes a little bit on the panic for Jared Goff. But uh, slow start out of the gate, 186. Baker Mayfield, yikes, 285, which is not bad. Uh, just one touchdown, but those three picks. I mentioned earlier in the episode that um, I think there might be a little bit more to Baker's situation. He had a wrist boo-boo. Uh, looks like the x-rays came back negative, which is great. But there might be more there, maybe a, maybe a head a head concussion, uh, potentially. I don't know that. That's not an official report. Don't quote me unless you hear that elsewhere. Just kind of a hunch um, because he was way off, and he's very accurate, a very good decision maker. He just doesn't throw three picks <laughs> in three consecutive drives there, and they were pretty rough. So um, keep an eye on Baker. But 285 is still not bad, but those three picks and just one touchdown will hold him back there a little bit. And then uh, another one might have been started deeper leagues. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, just 228, no touchdowns. Jameis Winston, I know, was a big kind of a late round pick. If you waited, 194 and uh, three picks, two of them taken to the house by the Niners and one touchdown. And then Cam Newton, 239, no touchdowns and a pick, negative two rushing yards, just five and a half fantasy points there for Cam Newton. So those are the ballers and stallers for the quarterback position. Let's flip over to the running backs here, and these are players uh, who are over 20 PPR fantasy points as well in the staller category. Let's go up at the top, CMC, massive day. Not much for Cam Newton, but Christian McCaffrey took care of things best he could. Up at the top here, um, 42, uh, almost 43 standard PPR fantasy points for Christian McCaffrey, 128 and 2 on the ground, 81 on 11 targets through the air. Austin Eckler filled in very well for Melvin Gordon. 12 for 58 and a touchdown and two more touchdowns through the air and 96 yards. A great little screen pass for him. Derrick Henry, one screen pass to the house for 75 yards. That was huge. Another 85, uh, 84 yards and a short touchdown on the ground as well. Dalvin Cook looked very good, very healthy. 21 carries. I like to see that. Nice workload there. Uh, one of the top of the league um, in week one. 111 on the ground, two touchdowns. David Johnson started kind of slow, but he ended up catching a, a nice wheel route up the middle late to kind of save his fantasy day. 82 on the ground, 55 and a touchdown through the air. Marlon Mack filling in very well. No receiving game at all, but 25 carries, 174 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs on Monday Night Football, 85 yards and two touchdowns. Looked real good and a nice 28-yard reception there as well. Chris Carson. Looks great. Um, not a huge yard game, uh, yardage game per se, uh, just 81 total yards, but he did get two touchdowns there and six receptions on seven targets. That's something I like to see with Chris Carson, who uh, they mentioned all offseason that he was going to get more of the passing game. He certainly did today, so I like to see that. Alvin Kamara, Easton as usual, uh, 169 total. Um, no touchdowns, actually, uh, but he did have 20 touches for 169 yards, and um, Alvin Kamara will be just fine week in and week out. Le'Veon Bell, 92 total yards, and his first touchdown, it was actually on a reception. Uh, nine targets for him with the Jets, so good debut there for Le'Veon Bell, 23 total touches. 
And Mark Ingram, um, 14 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. No receptions at all, uh, but he got it done on the ground. And I'll throw an honorable mention out to uh, Damian Williams, um, who had a, a, a decent game there for the Chiefs, um, but just 26 yards on the ground on 13 carries. So two yards a carry, not good. And uh, just 39 through the air as well. So keep an eye on Damian Williams. And I got to mention Saquon because he's Saquon. 120 yards on the ground, um, no touchdowns, but also Malcolm Brown. 53 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, no receptions. But uh, Malcolm Brown, who is the backup for Todd Gurley, had two touchdowns. So keep an eye there for Malcolm Brown. And then let's go shorter here with the uh, 10 or fewer fantasy points. Guys that you most likely started here, these are the stallers for the running back position. Philip Lindsay. Uh, just 43 yards, no touchdowns, another 23 through the air. So 66 total yards, no touchdowns, um, just over 10 and a half fantasy points in PPR. You expected more out of that out of your, you know, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth round pick, depending on your league. James Conner, definitely a letdown here. 65 total yards, no touchdowns, just 15 total care, uh, total touches versus New England. New England beat up on the Steelers. This didn't really have much to do with the uh, with James Conner. They were just kind of blown out right away um, and had to try to chuck it, which just didn't work. Steelers only scored three points on this game. Not much going on here for them. Uh, Shady McCoy, um, 11 total carries. Uh, not a bad day on the ground, 81 yards on the ground, but just 12 through the air there. Uh, no touchdowns for Shady McCoy. And then going all the way down here, carry on Johnson, 16 carries, 49 yards, two catches, 13 yards, no touchdowns. Tevin Coleman got hurt, so I'll give him a little bit of a break. But unfortunately, this is kind of what I was worried about. Um, just, you know, taking the lion's share of the work. He did get injured. He'll be out a couple of weeks with a knee or excuse me, an ankle um, fire up Matt Breida, uh, who also got a little bit banged up in this game, too. But I expect him to be doing better moving forward. And then uh, Royce Freeman, you may have uh, played potentially against the Raiders. 56 yards, which isn't terrible um, on the ground, but no touchdowns and and uh, just one reception there. Justin Jackson, I didn't end up playing, but I was considering it with uh, Melvin Gordon being out. Just not sure if Austin Eckler could take the bulk of the work. Justin Jackson actually had a decent game. He only had seven touches and he had um, uh, 61 total yards. So not a bad game, but just seven touches, not going to get it done there. Darius Geis, unfortunately, gets hurt again. 13 carries, excuse me, 10 carries, 13 receptions. Um, apologies, going too fast. 10 carries, three receptions, 38 total yards. He ended up hurting his other knee that he uh, is coming back from. So unfortunately, not looking good for Darius Geis. Um, and David Montgomery is the last name I'll mention here. Uh, who I think we all expected a big game out of, who played really well. He had a nice 27-yard reception on Thursday night, um, six carries for 18 yards. He is just in a definite timeshare with uh, Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen, although Tariq Cohen had no carries on this game. So looks like he and Mike Davis are there. Let's go to the receivers. A lot of receivers that balled out. I'll try to go through this as quickly as possible, and I'm actually going to move it up to, let's say, like 22-plus uh, fantasy points in this one. We've got a lot of guys here for the uh, in PPR especially. So starting out the baller category, Sammy Watkins absolutely fucking smashed this weekend, when, especially when Tyreek Hill goes out. Sammy Watkins, nine catches on 11 uh, targets 198 yards and three touchdowns huge game for Sammy Watkins I doubt he's on a waiver wire unless you're in like an eight-team league um, but if you can you know you're gonna have to buy real high on Sammy Watkins but if you're able to swing him somehow uh, you know 
consider that because uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be out for probably at least a month. Um, and Sammy Watkins is that dude in the offense there. Deshaun Jackson, business as usual. I mentioned earlier in the podcast what he's been able to do uh, with his 50-plus yard touchdowns, but he had eight catches for 154 and two touchdowns on 10 targets. John Ross finally pops out. We've been waiting for him for a long time. Seven catches, 158 and two. 12 targets here without A.J. Green, so keep an eye there. New Hopkins, business as usual, 13 targets, eight receptions, 111 yards and two touchdowns. Marquise Brown. This is crazy for the Ravens, just 12 snaps, but he gets four catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. So is uh, is the efficiency that legit, or can we expect major regression um, if he doesn't have those two massive plays? So keep an eye on the rookie there, Hollywood Brown. T.Y. Hilton, eight catches, 87 yards, and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 123, and a touchdown on 10 targets. Mike Williams went down here, so if Mike Williams is out uh, for any significant amount of time, Keenan Allen, of course, will be extra beast. Philip Dorsett, nice game here. Four catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. He'll probably uh, fall by the wayside when AB gets to town, but nice to know that they have kind of a fifth, sixth option in New England. They're just fine. Larry Fitch, turning back the clock, uh, eight catches, 113, and a touchdown on 13 targets. And um, John Brown, seven catches, 123, and a touchdown. Some honorable mention here. DJ Shark, um, who had a nice catch there, 146 for Jacksonville. And 17 targets for Jamison Crowder, 14 receptions, 99 yards. And uh, Terry McLaurin had a nice game as well. The rookie out of uh, Washington, 125 and a touchdown. And Damian Amendola, 104 and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 158. And Amari Cooper, 104. So nice games there. Uh, Michael Thomas, of course, 13 targets, 123. No touchdown, but 10 receptions. And uh, Tyrell Williams, six catches, 105. And... Um, a touchdown there on seven targets, filling in as at number one. And Alshon Jeffrey also had uh, two touchdowns as well, a rushing and a receiving. Let's go down to the unfortunate uh, stallers for the wide receiver position. Let's go down here. Um, Marvin Jones disappointed, unfortunately. Uh, just one catch for four, or excuse me, one rush for four yards. He had one, uh, four catches for 56 yards. Sterling Shepard got a little bit banged up in this game. He's six receptions for 42 yards. Um, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, just four catches, 52 yards on six targets there. That was definitely disappointing. I think Cole Beasley probably wasn't started too much, but just five catches for 40 yards there. Will Fuller, one big bomb that looked beautiful, but he only had two catches for 69 yards there. Devontae Adams all the way down, just 7.6 fantasy points here. Four catches, 36 yards for uh, my boy Tay Adams. He will bounce back most uh, certainly. Curtis Samuel, a lot of preseason hype, just three catches, 32 yards. I was pumping the brakes a little bit. I'm glad that I did. Devin Funches, just a side note, not many people are starting him, I'm sure, but he was placed on the IR, unfortunately. A couple more names here. Brandon Cooks, just two catches, 39 yards. Stephon Diggs did end up playing, but didn't play very much uh, or didn't have much um, to do here. Two catches, 37 yards. Robbie Anderson, three for 23. Mike Williams, as I mentioned, got uh, got hurt early, two for 29. Mike Evans was battling sickness, two for 28 there. And... Uh, Debo Samuel wasn't played in many leagues, but I'll just mention him really quick because I was kind of repping him hard in the preseason. Just uh, three for 13, but Dante Pettis only played um, a couple of snaps, so that might get better there. So those are your ballers and stallers for the um, 
wide receivers. Let's get into tight ends, and we will get out of here. So just a couple names to mention here for the tight ends. Evan Ingram, huge game, 11 catches on 14 targets, 116, and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, rookie out of Detroit, massive game here, six receptions on nine targets, 131, and a touchdown. He's definitely on your waiver, most likely. Go scoop him. Mark Andrews, my dog, eight catches on eight targets, 108 uh, through the air, and a touchdown. Delaney Walker turns back the clock, five catches, 55 yards, and two touchdowns on six targets there. Austin Hooper quietly gets his numbers once again, uh, nine for nine and 77 yards, no touchdown there. Vernon Davis, one of the best plays I've ever seen, 59 yards and a touchdown. Go look at the Vernon Davis highlight versus the Eagles this week. It was super, super uh, impressive. Darren Waller, nice uh, nice um, step up here in the toes of uh, – um, Jared Cook for the Raiders, 7 for 70 for Darren Waller. Nice game. David Njoku catches a touchdown. George Kittle had 54 yards and eight um, catches. So a nice uh, PPR game for the tight end position of 13 points. But he would have had two other touchdowns if they weren't negated by penalty there. So big day for those guys. Let's go down to the Stallers. And we'll start with Travis Kelsey, uh, three for 88. Not terrible, of course, with 88 yards, but just three catches. You expect him to get more involved um, with Tyreek Hill out, so not worried about him at all. Uh, Zach Ertz, five for 54. Again, 10 points isn't terrible out of your tight end, but you expect more out of those big guys. Four for 60 for Hunter Henry here. Um, Greg Olson, four for 36. He got banged up in this game. Vance McDonald underperformed, as did Jared Cook. Two for 40 for Vance, two for 37 for Jared Cook. O.J. Howard, four for 32, uh, definitely disappointing there. And um, the rest of these tight ends are, you know, probably guys you didn't play. I just want to mention kind of the the, the top, you know, six to eight that were definitely started and, and hot off the press there. But, you know, Jimmy Graham had a nice game. He did catch a touchdown as well. Blake Jarwin is someone to keep an eye on. You know, some of these names, uh, Tyler Eifert did play, but not much there. So, Keep an eye on the tight end position, but those are the ballers and stallers for the tight end position. And moving forward, I will be doing the ballers and stallers weekly to keep you up to date on who overperformed and who hit their mark and who underperformed um, and who might be droppable and uh, some waiver wire ads and things as well. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And again, please check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. If you've gained any value from this episode, please leave us a rate and a review on the podcast and give us a like and a follow on the social medias. It really does make a difference and mean the world to us. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.